Hello there. And welcome to episode 21 of the Down Under Thundercast, a podcast where we talk about podcasts and other current events, and we practice the art of talking complete and utter A-grade bullshit. I'm your host, Jay, and today is the 1st of February on a cool overcast day in Melbourne as my dog drinks water like he's eating it in the background. Well, I hope you're all doing very well. Hope you survived January. You know, even though it's not 2020 anymore, it does still a little bit feel like it. But before we get into today's stuff, I wanna let you in on something. You know, a, a peel behind the curtain, per se. So, no one in my fam, no one in my family, or you know, any of my friends know about this podcast per se. They know I do one, but they don't know the name of it. And probably a few months ago, my partner and I got into a big fight about something, something along the lines of, "I tell her, but I don't ask her." So the example was, you know, in two years when you come back, we're going to go on a holiday. And this resulted in a fight over, you know, some some mundane shit. You know how fights go in relationships. It turns from one thing to another, to another, to another. So I said to her, if it means that much to you, every time I do it, because I'm going to always do it, I will give you a letter of the podcast. Now, lucky for me, the podcast's name is really long. <laughs> You know, so at the moment, after doing this for three or four weeks, she's got D-O-W-N-U-N, yeah, it's just D. So she knows down under, but so we're getting really fucking close. Now listen, I don't overly care. Because I don't think it's going to change the product I make. But listen, I do sometimes say offensive words. Sometimes my opinions aren't exactly what you would call kosher. You know, and I'm sure, you know, 
I do my best to try and be fair. So, I don't know. You shouldn't see a change in me, but maybe she'll never get the two letters. Maybe for the next 50 years, I will just be a good little boy. So, yeah, that's a little thing going on with me. Obviously, she's not here with me at the moment. She's still, you know, away pursuing a career. And I must say, I'm a little bit lonely, which I'm quite shocked about. You know, I'm one of those people that has always enjoyed being by himself. I've always been like that. I like my peace and quiet, and I like my pride, you know, I like spending time by myself. But I must say, it is pretty fucking lonely. It's just me and the dog, and that's it. Which I'm quite shocked about. I didn't think I'd miss her as much as I did. So, yeah. Anyway, last Monday was the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing. <sighs> be honest, if you, it doesn't feel like one year. It feels a lot longer than that, but I think that's got to do with the year we had. You know, 2020 in general felt like three years combined. So... The impact, like you, the impact Kobe's death had, you could almost say that was the, the start of the downfall for 2020. Granted, we did have bushfires ravaging the country here in Australia, but that was really the start of it. After that, every the year just went fucking downhill. And The impact he had on the NBA, I have never seen a player pass away and have that kind of impact. No. If it hadn't been Vim, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if the Lakers would have won a championship. They were feeding off that. You know, you, you could see how it affected a lot of the players that Kobe mentored and players who grew up watching him. It affected them in a big way. And it had an effect on people, you know. You, you saw it. The city of Los Angeles, you know, united. Didn't matter if you were a Lakers fan, a Clippers fan. If you didn't follow basketball in general, you knew Kobe. Kobe transcended basketball. Didn't matter which team you supported. You knew Kobe. And to be honest with you, it had a profound effect on my life too. It, I can't remember a, the last time... A celebrity's death affected me that much. It was probably, you know, Eddie Guerrero's. And I was fucking, like, fucking, how old was I? I would have been, like, 10. You know, and that fucked me up. This did probably the same. You know, and... Just to bring it back to podcast, um, the mismatch did a nice little ten piece on it, ten minute piece on it, on the episode. Jalen Brown is making the leap to greatness, and then yeah, if you if you find that, you'll probably find the pod. So they did a bit on it, 
Um, yeah. And obviously the last interview that I was ever able to find with Kobe's was the Old Smoke podcast, where he talks about a lot of things. And I think that's why it affected me so much, because that podcast came out two weeks before his, you know, his unfortunate death. So definitely check out those two. They're, they're, you know, especially the oldest one. Like that is, it goes deep on Kobe about who he was as a person, as a player, as a father. You know, you might, your your eyes might leak a little bit. But we can't talk about the Kobe thing and not address the Ari situation. Obviously, I talk a lot about Ari Shafir on this podcast. Um, if you've been living under a rock, then how the fuck do you find this podcast? Because this podcast is fucking under a rock too. So you're under two rocks. But Ari, when when celebrities die, Ari Shifi has a thing where he likes to make a tweet or a post knocking them. Because he thinks, and he's correct, we do idolize celebrities too much in this society. And he put something out, I think he went, because he's a Hornets fan, I think he went and sat at the front of Hornets Stadium and he pretty much went, ha ha, you're dead, you piece of shit, you're a rapist. But the thing he didn't know was that his daughter was also in the plane, along with a bunch of other people. Um, And obviously he got cancelled the shit out of. His special Netflix he was making got pulled. There were a lot of people who wanted to beat his fucking head in. Um, yeah, listen, here's the thing. This is where my two worlds mesh a little bit. You know, because I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Kobe fan. Most people are. But I'm also, I, I enjoy offensive comedy. I enjoy dark comedy. When I saw that video, I did cringe a little bit. I didn't laugh. It wasn't funny to me. But I can see how people in that circle, myself included, could see it as funny. But obviously, he didn't have all the information. Because kids dying, it's really hard to make that funny. You have to be a really good comedian. And Ari is a good comedian to, you know, pull that off. So, Ari's great, he made a mistake, he knows he made a mistake, he's apologised for it, he's probably suffered a great deal because of it, financially, and I'm sure every time he walks down the street in New York and a black man looks at him, he probably gets really fucking nervous. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. And the whole COVID thing, it's... It's one of those rare where were you moments. You don't get many of those in your life. You know? You know, 9-11 was one. I was six years old. I remember being sent home from school because no one knew what the fuck was going on. We all went home. We saw the news of, you know, we didn't know what the fuck was happening. You know, and I'm fucking... Like I said, I'm probably six years old at the time, and I'm living with my grandparents at the time, and I've got my fucking racist grandfather, and hearing all the lovely stories he used to tell about the fucking, you know, the goddamn Japs, 
that he used to kill in Vietnam. We didn't know. We didn't know about, you know, especially in Australia, we didn't know about like Al-Qaeda or Saddam Hussein or Bin Laden. We didn't know about any of those things. We did after that day. That changed our whole perception on the world. It was one of those you lived it moments. And there were probably people under the, you know, if there are obviously adults now who were born after that, who never lived that. You know, just like the same, like, I wasn't alive for Pearl Harbor. I wasn't alive for World War Two or Vietnam. Those were probably where were your moments too. Um, and there's other bits and pieces. Like I said, the Eddie Guerrero thing, that's a moment that I remember vividly. I remember being at school, coming home. No, I'm sorry. I remember going to school and hearing that. And that fucked me up. You know? Donald Trump getting elected is another one of those moments. It's like, oh, shit. You know, when you sit there and you're watching the news and you're like, he's got a 1% chance of winning and he pulls it off. You're like, holy shit. That was a where were you moment. So it was one of those moments. It was a where were you moment. And I remember where I was. I was asleep and I woke up <coughs> about five o'clock in the afternoon before going to work. Very similar to how today was. And hearing about that and going, whoa, is this real? Is this like, is this a troll? Is this just bullshit? And that was, you know, that's the world we live in these days where it's like, you don't know what's real. And then, you know, you're online, you see some pictures and it's like, yeah, no, that's, he's, he's gone. And then you find out about his kid and a bunch of other kids that were with him. It was a rough day. I think, you know, if you're if you were younger, if you were a teenager, that probably affects you a lot more. It was like fuck, like it fucks you up mentally. You know, you sit there and you you hold your partner a little bit tighter. You know, you look at the world a little bit more grateful. But yeah, it was a where were you moment. All right, let's get into the other big news this week, and it's apropos that this episode is called. This episode is episode twenty one. Because Reddit, Discord, and, you know, the trolls online decided to play blackjack with Wall Street. And they won. And they won big. So, once again, if you're living under a rock, how do you find this podcast? Please tell me. Because I searched this podcast on iTunes and I can barely find it. So, if you're not aware, there was a Reddit page called... Wall Street Bets. And there's a Discord too. But they both since then have been shut down. Um, and they found out. Now I'll, I'll be upfront. I'm not a big investor. I have stocks here and there. You know, they, I may have a couple grand in, you know, some stocks. But I don't really understand fully about it. So I'm probably going to use words and I'm probably going to misspeak. But investors, hedge funds were in, uh, short investing into well, GameStop because you know everyone buys their games online these days. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like blockbuster. It's a dying medium. And they they hedged their bets and they went, well, this company can't last too long, too much longer, you know. And they shorted it, so I think it was a couple months ago. This stock was somewhere between. Five to ten dollars. 
and they sh- and a bunch of hedge funds shorted it, meaning they were betting on it to fail. Wall Street bets got a hold of this information. Went well, fuck these guys. You know they were probably on Reddit, which means they probably have fond memories of GameStop. And then went well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to invest in it. And the shock, the stock shot up quickly. And because it's short, which means, you know, which means the, the hedge funds had to buy the stock back, thus pushing the stock up higher. So, and, you know, a lot of these, and the, and the irony is that they're using, and they're most, they're using an app called Robinhood, which is one of those, you know, online investors for the little guy, for the normal, the average Joe, who puts in 10 bucks and, you know, hopes to get 10 bucks back. The irony of that is just, is not lost on me. It's fucking hilarious to be honest with you. So I'll share, I'll share a few numbers with you. The GameStop share price peaked at $469. This was Thursday, roughly, which is a jump of 8,069, 609%. And then the Reddit page and the Discord decided to go after other things. AMC, the cinema company, no one's using cinemas at the moment in America for the obvious reason. That jumped by 1,394%. There was a bunch of other ones too. Bed Bath Beyond jumped by about 800%. At the moment, as the recording of this podcast, the GameStop shares sit at $325. It hasn't crashed. This is almost a week after this. It's going to crash. I think at one point it dipped to as low as 120 bucks. Probably would have been your last gasp to get in on it. I, once again, I don't take you know financial advice from me because I own, I invest very small amounts into the stock market. I save how I invest. I just invest little bits here and there, little bits here and there over the long term. I play the long game. You probably missed out though, and I would think that this is eventually this can't stay like this forever. It's going to crumble. It's all going to fall down. And you know, I've seen reports that hedge funders that were investing in GameStop, I think about three of them have taken their own lives. The hedge fund, the big one that invested it into it, had to close, foreclose, I think, because they lost $12 billion. And obviously, you know, there's legal ramifications to this. Um, the Reddit thread's been shut down for hate speech. Not hate speech, but they had to find a way to shut it down. And, you know, there's not a... And most online social media stuff or things like Reddit... It's not a page where it's going, oh, you just fucked over the people who make money. There's not really one for that. The Discord's been closed down. And there will probably be lawsuits filed against hedge funds, people who ran hedge funds, and they'll try their damnedest to get a hold of anyone on the Reddit who did and was involved in it, is my guess. Because... You don't fuck with big money. And they did. They fucked with big money. And somehow, 
They won. They did. They won. They pulled a rabbit out of the hat. You know? This has sent the stock market into absolute disarray. It's, you know, investors are scared because they don't know what's next. What are they going to target next? You know? It's, I've seen a lot of people saying this is domestic terrorism. I don't think it's domestic terrorism. I think it's a few thousand people who just decided we're bored, we're stuck at home, we can't work, we can't watch sport, we can't do anything because we're broke and we don't have jobs and we're stuck at home. So we're going to fuck with people. And a lot of them today, they're billionaires. That's the, just the truth of the matter. A lot of them are billionaires today. A lot of them made a lot of money. Think about it. If they sell at its peak, which was $469, and they bought the share when it was, let's say, 7 bucks. Let's say they put $10,000 in there. And they got the full maximum possible, and they got the, you know, the 8,609% increase. I'm not that good at math, but that's in the millions. And more power to them. And if you're looking for two podcasts that, you know, may be able to fill you in a bit more, part of the problem is probably a good one. They've done a few good things about it. Not just about, you know, the whole situation, but the, the after effects of it. With Dave Smith being a libertarian, he knows that politicians and investors, they're shitting themselves behind the scenes. They're shitting themselves. And Revenge of the Sith were actually the first people I saw cover it. I didn't get around to listen to the episode, but they were on it before anyone else. And the question is now, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the big thing they're going to... I've heard about, what is it, Dogecoin? That seems to be... So, everyone's like, oh, invest in this one. This is going to be the next one. What happened with GameStop and... AMC to a lesser extent and Bed Bath Beyond was a glitch in the matrix. That will never happen again to that extent. So if you're sitting there and you're going, you're looking at an opportunity to get rich quick, you know, don't, you know, don't hold your breath. Also, break the apocalypse and shout out to break the apocalypse because we know how, you know how much I love those guys and everything they've done for me. Their episode on Friday because two of the three of them uh, do have a financial investment background. They covered it in as much detail as they could without getting themselves into legal trouble. So there you go. Reddit fucking calls blackjack. They played, they went up against the house and a lot of them won. And I don't, this is a, that it fucking be big money, and this is where things start to get scary. This is where you start fucking with the balance of society. And by all means, I don't get me wrong, go for it. But you have to remember too, a lot of these hedge funds, they're people's pensions, they're people's you know retirement funds, they're four hundred one k's. You're not really fucking over the hedge fund people. 
you're fucking over people who have their in life investments in these hedge funds. They're fucked. So yeah. So you know, it's great you're sticking it to the little, you know, sticking it to the big guy, but shit trickles down, and it'll probably just infect, uh, end up affecting the fifty and sixty year olds that are close to retirement and their bankers and their accounts. And this is a sure thing, and the market fucked them in the ass, really, really hard. All right. <laughs> uh, Quickly, we're going to do a, a sort of a new segment here, and it's called the I Have It But You Should Award. What is this you say? What is this? Uh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Obviously, I've been busy with work and other things. I haven't had a chance to catch up with as many podcasts as I usually would. But So this is the part where I tell you, you know, here's some podcasts you should listen to that I haven't got around to yet. So the first one being Ari Shafir. His year in review, he does seven episodes ranging from half an hour to an hour and a half, where he covers his year in review. You know, obviously the, the camp, you know, getting cancelled, um, the uh, Legion of Skanks presidency, traveling overseas to South America. He covers all of it. It's really good. I haven't had a chance to get it because I think all up those seven episodes end up being totaled at five hours. That's a lot. But if you're interested, I mostly would recommend listening to episode two where he does talk about the coding. If I'm going to listen to one this week, it's probably going to be that one, just so I can hear him reflect on his decision he made. And the other one being the Joe Rogan experience. I don't know. You may have heard of him. I don't know who he is. Some do, I guess. And he did two podcasts this week, one with Brian Redband, you know, an old time, one of the first guests, I think it was the first guest Joe Rogan ever had on his podcast, and the other one being Justin Wen. Here's the thing, I haven't listened to those because A, I don't have time, B, I don't listen to that much Joe Rogan these days, and C, I've heard those two podcasts before, those are returning guests, and I'm sure there's probably not much that has changed. Justin Wen has, because Justin Wen is a former MMA fighter, and now he travels to South Africa, and he um, builds wells for the pygmies and stuff like that. Really nice guy. Like, honest, a genuinely nice human being. And I have a funny feeling that may be slightly different. And if I have time, I might listen to it this week. We'll see how we go. But those are free podcasts you should definitely check out this week. You know, also, and before we, you know, get into the um, the Lewis J. Gomez Award for Podcast of the Week, I will say I did listen to 30 minutes of Joe Rogan's podcast with Brennan Sharp. Instantly regretted it. Not great. It's not. Brennan Sharp is just... He is the podcast equivalent of chlamydia. He is, you know. But that's not even fair, because at the start he was good. He's the podcast equivalent of herpes. At start, it doesn't really bother you. It's cold sore, maybe a few lumps on your dick. 
But then if you don't if you don't sort it out and it spreads, it gets really bad. And that's what we're at at the moment. <coughs> anyway, so there you go. Brendan Sharp is like herpes. And the amount of podcasts he has, he has sprayed. So, anyway, let's get into it. <coughs> the Lewis J. Gomez Award for Podcast of the Week. You know the deal. The stable of this podcast. It may be the only reason you do listen to this podcast. That and my really sexy voice. That doesn't at all sound like I just woke up. So. Before we get into it. I want to preface this. Brendan Sagalow is everywhere right now. He has been, I have listened to at least four podcasts this week where he has been on. He's on some of these lists. Um, I believe he's promoting a album. I believe it's called Now More Than Ever. Definitely check it out. He's a he's he's a great he's one of those great podcasting guests. And if you have some time, you should definitely check it out. So anyway, the first one we're going to talk about is a new one that's never been on this list before. It's called COVID. It's called Mount Rushmore, and it's COVID beneficiaries with Colin Carroll, the Irish comedian. He does the ha-ha jokes. He's very funny. Yeah. I think I had heard about this podcast through Legion of Skanks. They may have mentioned it on their podcast once or twice. So essentially what they do is every episode, they do a Mount Rushmore, like a, a top four thing of blank. This week it was COVID beneficiaries. And, you know, Colin Tyrrell's there and he's funny and he talks about his little beef he has with Conor McGregor and how he doesn't like Conor McGregor even though he's Irish and I think it's a, I think it's a bit because how do you be Irish and not like Conor McGregor yeah he's a rapist and he likes to beat up old people and his alcohol is shitty but it's Conor McGregor he's the greatest sports player you ever had I think it's a bit but I'm not sure so yeah check that out that was great next up uh, was Are You Garbage with the man in question, Brandon Sagalow. Um, I'm really starting to get into this Are You Garbage shit again. You know, I took a break for a couple of months. But now they're having these guests return and answer questions. And I'm really enjoying that medium. I think I talked last week about... Um, Dan Soda's second appearance, and that was great. So, definitely check out Brandon Sagal. He's very funny. And while we're on the topic, the next one is Irish Fizz Skeptic Cake again. Ari, you know, first time's a charm. And he talks to Brandon Sagal, and he talks to him about the friend zone. Now, I have a bit of experience with the friend zone. Especially as a teenager who was overweight, had acne, and really didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> so we've all been there. We've all been in the friend zone before. If you're a male, even if you're a female, you may have. So they, you know, talk about it. And Brandon Sagalow makes me feel like I'm on The Bachelor. Makes me feel like I, you know, I got fucking game because that bloke gets no pussy. And he has terrible luck with women. And I thought I had terrible luck with women. 
it was it's a four hour podcast. It's very funny to hear Ari Shafir and talk about, you know, women and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, when you're getting a sign and you find out it's not a sign or, you know, you don't know the right moment to pull the trigger and stuff. I found that really interesting because I've been there in my life, you know. The older I got, I had less problems with that. That doesn't mean, you know, I didn't have problems with it. As we all, as most men have. Unless you're fucking Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt, you've been putting the friends up. So, yeah. Next up, we have Wrestling Soup. And this episode is called A Better Story. And the main reason I put this on the list is because for about 20 minutes near the end, they talk about podcasting. And I love when these guys talk podcasting. It's one of the reasons I got into podcasting was because of them. And I love the way Mish and Joey think about podcasting. And, you know, obviously, and they talk about it, the oversaturation, oversaturation, the, you know what I mean. Fuck it. Oversaturation, there we go, of podcasting. Everyone's got a podcast. Look, I've got a fucking podcast. If I've got a podcast, that means fucking everyone's got a podcast. Every celebrity's got a podcast now, you know. And pretty much, he says, if you wanted a successful podcast, especially a wrestling podcast, you probably should have started five years ago. This is nothing new. The thing that I found interesting was, you know, his take on doing a podcast. You know, people don't have time anymore to listen to a four-hour podcast. I do. That's the reason I do this podcast. Because I can tell you, hey, this four-hour podcast is good. Check it out. Or, you know, this 30-minute podcast is good. Check it out. But they talk about that, and and Mish pretty much says, I wonder if the better way to do it, I wonder which way is better, a three-hour podcast a week or five 30-minute podcasts a week? Made me think. And it made, it did. It genuinely made me think. What is better? What do I like? Now, Depending on my work, obviously, job, you know, now these three weeks is over and I get to go back to night work, I prefer a three-hour podcast. I like to put something on and just listen to it all night and just sort of think about it and shit. But when I wasn't and I was a normal person with a normal sleeping schedule, I was listening to a lot more 30-minute podcasts because that's all the time I had. I had 30 minutes on a break or I had 30 minutes before I came home from work and went to bed, you know? So I can see what he means. You know, personally, if, you know, if Wrestling Super wanted my opinion, I think the way they do it now, where they do two hour and a half podcasts a week, one on Patreon, one on for free, is the way it should be doing. But also, i am been listening to Wrestling Super for years. That's just what I've grown up with. That's what I enjoy. So, yeah. Alright, let's get into the deep stuff. You know, the real reason this ward is called what it was. Next up, Legion Escapes. Just one of the episodes today. Other episode was good, but it couldn't break in. And that was, what was it called? It was called Wrecked Election. Also starring, do-do-do-do, Brandon Sagalow. And the main reason I put this on is because we found out that Lewis is bisexual. He loves dick. 
not a hot as the Italian monsters used to say 30 years ago, is what you would call a half a fat. Not a full fat, half a fat. His reaction was priceless. It was worth the price admission itself. To hear him scream and go, I don't, not, I don't like men. I like pussy. Ah! It was very funny. It was a very funny episode in general. There was also a black gentleman whose name I have forgotten and I should have wrote down. But he was also very funny. But it's Legion of Skanks. I don't care about black people. And lastly, obviously, is the real ass podcast. And I wrote down three. Po- I wrote down three of the po- four of the podcasts that I did this week: Snake Tales. And the thing that stuck out to me was they talk about their own personal molestation stories. And the funny thing is, I have one, <laughs> which I will share with you quickly. It's not that bad. No one stuck a finger in me. No one touched me. So I remember being 11, 12 years old and having one of my cousin's friends who was cool. And he was like, hey, you want to come over and, you know, play video games with me? And he would have been like 24. 425. Yeah, you know, it's not like it wasn't like a 40 year old. Hey, you want to come over? You want to cop in my van and have some candy? It was just like, hey, you want to come play video games? I'm like, oh, sure. Because I always hang around with, I always hang around with older kids. You know. So, yeah. He invited me over. And we were playing video games. And hey, and he was like, hey, you want to watch porn? I'm like, I, I didn't know what porn was. I was 11 years old. I hadn't, you know, really delved. I hadn't hit puberty yet. I hadn't really understood all that kind of stuff. I was still a kid. And I was like, well, I'm sure, okay. And, you know, you put on this fucking porno with these two chicks sucking a dick and stuff. And then he was like, you know what would be really funny? And he was like, you know, if we had sex. And I'm like, that's pretty gay. And he went, no, it's not gay. And I went, no, that's pretty fucking gay, bro. And I remember spending standing there for another half an hour and him going, we should just do it, you know, we should just do it. Not thinking in my mind until much older that if he wanted it, he could have just fucking taken it. <laughs> he was a lot bigger than me and if he wanted it, it was there. And, you know, he kept trying to bargain. I was like, oh, you know, just you just touch mine or I'll just touch yours. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. And he was like, I think he was like, oh, you know, let me just see your penis. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess if, if I get, you know, if that's what you want. So I remember showing my penis for like seven seconds, leaving his house, pretty much running out the door, hopping on my bike and going home and never telling anyone about this story. Because, yo, that was fucked up. Now, you know, now that I'm like older, I'm like, that was fucked up. I could have been fucking molested. Very fucking easily. So, so yeah, that's why Snake Tales made it. I really just wanted to tell that story because I think most children have that story. Some of them are lucky, some of them aren't lucky, and that's you know a horrible thing, obviously. Yeah. Or if it's an old dude, or maybe you know some dudes peeking through his window while you shower, or you know using the bathroom. Shit like that happens, and I think a lot of the time it's not mentioned, because we just, you know, we don't want to remember it, and it's like, well, 
We put it out of our heads. So yeah, second one was too... <laughs> the second episode was too flat, too furious. Where apparently much they talk most of the episode about that cop who hit a bunch of people. And Zach Mika was just on fire with the snipes. And then lastly was the episode that came out on the newest episode, which was Human Weapon. And Lewis makes the argument that America is still the best country in the world. I'm going to disagree, as I think most people do. And I, and I think it was a bit. I, it can't be that stupid. But if I, now, if I was going to make an argument for what country was the best, it wouldn't be Australia. And that's honest. The, tr- the honest to God truth. It wouldn't be. It'd be New Zealand. That's what I would argue would be the best. They've got a great Prime Minister. You know, the dollar's strong, but not ridiculous. If I could choose to live anywhere, it'd be New Zealand. Or any country with legalised cocaine. So, yeah. I, listen, I, it's a bit. He can't be that silly. He can't honestly think that America is the best country in the world. So I, don't think, I don't think most Americans think it's the best country in the world. Because not. It's ridiculous. Like, look at that country. Jesus Christ. So yeah, anyway, that wraps up the podcast for this week. Um, obviously, you know the deal. Follow me on Twitter at DownUnderCast7. So to stay up to date with the pod and everything happening for me. I'm not that much online at the moment, um, but I pop in here. And I think yesterday I posted a video of a dude in New Zealand running onto a horse track and nearly getting murdered. So anyway, hit us up on there. Let us know you like the pod. Obviously, subscribe, leave a review, positive or negative. I don't really care. Anything helps. And new one, something that's not mentioned. You can now play video games with me. If you're on PlayStation, just uh, send a friend request to DU Fundercast and come play some games with me. Say hello. Say you like the podcast. Yeah. Let me know you're enjoying it. We can play some games and you can fucking score me. And I'm down for whatever. And obviously, lastly, be sure to let a friend, a family member, or a local stockbroker know about the podcast. And until this time next week, and by this time I mean whatever day I decide to have time to do it. Adios. Thank you and goodbye.